like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Today for Song of the Soul, we'll again be perusing the tremendous variety of guests and musical styles that we encountered on this program in the middle of 2017. We'll be glimpsing six different programs and guests from the past year, giving you a taste test of the music, realizing that you may want to go back and have a full meal of the tidbits you'll be tasting today. We'll be starting with a couple extracts of the three shows I did remembering Pete Seeger, one being my return visit with Charlie King, one of the many great performers to be part of the series. Because Charlie had been so inspired by Pete, I asked Charlie to share a song he had written for Pete called Spoon of Sand and asked him where the name Spoon of Sand came from. Well, it's all completely derivative. Pete used to tell a story of a seesaw in a neighborhood that was permanently stuck in one position because there was a bucket of rocks screwed onto the end of the seesaw and at the other end was an empty bucket and that seesaw was not going anywhere and people had become resolved to the fact that it was never going to be a plaything and it was never going to be used. But every once in a while, someone would come by, as Pete would tell the story, and drop a spoonful of sand into the empty basket. And eventually, that seesaw shifted when that last spoon of sand that tipped the balance was dropped into the basket. The seesaw creaked to the different position, and people saw that change was possible. And I think that was a very important story to Pete. He tells it at the end of his book, Where Have All the Flowers Gone?, It's his way of saying that change comes about and history is made by millions of people taking small, creative, courageous steps. So that's where the spoon of sand comes from. And the rest of that chorus are just lines that I learned from Pete. He taught us the song uh, Step by Step, The Longest March Can Be One, Drops of Water, Turn a Mill, Singly None. So that's where the second line comes from. The third line in the chorus, way out here over the rainbow, I actually now know I have to correct when I sing it, and it's because you uh, had tipped me off that we might be having this conversation. I looked the song up, and it's actually way out there. I was fooled by the last line in the song that says way out here. But uh, Pete used to love to sing this yodeling song about being out in the desert. So I just pictured him way out there over the rainbow, which is a song that he came to sing in the later years of his life and changed the lyrics somewhat, but he was very fond of that song from The Wizard of Oz. So I saw him standing out there over the rainbow still singing. And not to mention his song Rainbow Race, of course. Well, you can mention it, but that was not... 
my mind. I'm glad you bring it up. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows where all these connections come from. But if you go on through the song, there are lots of references to the songs that he wrote, also about his work to clean up the Hudson River uh, with the Sloop Clearwater. Who knew that would work? You know, you live on this terribly polluted river, and you think, maybe we'll go to Maine and we'll make a Hudson River sloop, and we'll sail it up and down until the river runs clear. And he was a creative genius for work like that. So the entire song is based either on the songs he taught us or the lessons he taught us or the life he lived. You know, it's always darkest before the dawn, but some things keep me moving on. So quite early morning, that's an image that also runs through the song. So I was asked to sing at a memorial event for Pete probably four or five months after he died. It was organized by the New York City Sloop Club that had worked with him on cleaning up the Hudson, and they asked to sing songs we'd learned from Pete and songs that were inspired by Pete, and so I wrote this for that occasion. And who is the background voices and the accompaniment that you have on the song? Well, the primary backup voice is Annie Patterson, and after that, I'd have to pull out the liner notes, uh, Reggie Harris, plays guitar and I believe sings a harmony on it, but uh, I think that the voice that comes through strongest of all is Annie Patterson. Rick Burkhart may have a harmony in there too. I'm, I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and look at my studio notes. Well, we're going to listen to Spoon of Sand by Charlie King right now. Charlie, thanks for talking to me now. I'm squeezing this in. I know there's a lot going on in your schedule. I do hope I can have you back on my program in the very, very near future. And in the meantime, thank you for passing on all these seeds that Pete Seeger planted. Here it is, folks. Spoon of Sand by Charlie King. Thanks, Charlie. Thank you. Spoon of Sand Can tip the balance Drops of water turn the mill way out here over the rainbow. Someone standing singing still. You weathered the storm, you finished the race. We see by the wind. Smile upon your face You've stumbled and risen You sang up the dawn You kindled the fire You carried the torch You're passing it on Spoon of sand Can tip the balance Drops of water Turn a mill way out here over the rainbow. Someone standing, singing still. Dark clouds on the mountain, dead fish on the shore. The bottom line bankers, the vultures of war. You turn and you face them And when push comes to shove Somehow you believe hate has to surrender Surrounded by love Spoon of sand Can tip the balance Drops of water 
Charted the waters, saw the river run clear. You raised the sail when we thought the journey would end in despair. At the darkest hour, on the edge of the dawn, you caught the first light. You gave us the vision to carry it on. Spoon of sand. Tip the balance. Drop some water. Turn a mill. Way out here, over the rainbow. Someone standing, singing still. Way out here, over the rainbow. Someone standing, singing still. Charlie King's song for Pete Seeger called "Spoon of Sand," and that was back in June of 2017 when we spoke with Charlie King in one of the three segments we did remembering Pete Seeger. In the third segment, we spoke to Pete's sister, Peggy Seeger, over in England where she lives and has lived most of her adult life. Though I'd had her on our Northern Spirit Radio programs before, I was wondering if Pete had nurtured and influenced her instrumental and musical path, considering that Pete Seeger was 15 years older and gone from the home before Peggy came along. So what instruments did she learn and from whom? My first instrument was the piano. My mother gave me piano lessons. Second instrument was the guitar, which I started playing at the age of 10. And at age 15 or 16, my brother Mike got shingles in his eyes and had to lie in the dark for six weeks on his back. And to give him something to do, my mother bought a banjo and had me read Pete's banjo manual to him out loud upstairs in the dark room. And that's how I started playing, too. I got interested <laughs> in it. So uh, we shared a banjo for two or three years. I'd love to know where that banjo is now. Last heard of it was in Chicago. It was an old, an old SS Stewart with fantastic inlay up the neck. What happened to Pete's banjos and everything when he died? His main banjo went to his grandson, Tao. Like me, Pete didn't have a lot of instruments. Mike was the one who had buckets of instruments, lots and lots and lots. Uh, they were his pension. He had something like 400 instruments when he died. And they were gems, a lot of them, absolute gems. But Pete's long neck banjo went to Tao. Well, you're going to share a song that you wrote about Pete. Of course, you performed with him at various points. You two would get up on stage. And I mean, your paths crossed frequently, even if you grew up in separate households and he was already an adult. I, I assume you never rode the trains with him and Woody Guthrie. Good Lord, and so. no. No, no, no. I would have liked to. I would have done if I'd been older. You know, I was quite adventurous. But we weren't on stage much together. I went to hear his concerts, but he had such a different concert technique from me that it never would have worked. But you did write a song about him, having sat in the concerts with him, and so let's talk about It's Pete. (laughs) 
Well, I wrote it for his, um, I think I wrote it for his 90th. No, I, not, it wasn't his 90th. I wrote it because he and I were going to start singing together. And he's, I've always just absolutely loved him and been amazed at his ability to get everybody to sing. He could get anybody to sing, literally. He could even get Republicans to sing it when he was singing a Democratic song. <laughs> and so I wrote it with my partner, Irene Piper Scott. I wrote it with a rather lamentable tune, and she objected to the tune. And I changed the tune completely, so that's why I give her credit, because I would have had the lamentable tune still if it hadn't been for her. And I recorded it with my son, Neil, and with his wife, who plays the oboe on it. And the oboe is an odd instrument, but there you are, that's what it is. <laughs> and there's a great video out on YouTube, and folks, I'll have a link to Peggy Seeger's video about her song, It's Pete, on the NordenSpiritRadio.org website. Just come, and I'll link you to it, or you can search Peggy Seeger, It's Pete, on YouTube, and you'll find it as well. It's delightful. I particularly like the first two images, Mount Rushmore. Maybe we should not do a spoiler and tell them what the second image is. <laughs> The imagery was made by a man called um, Stig Vernon here in Oxford. I guess I detected that British sense of humor going on. Well, I am British. Yes, and it shows up in the video. So, folks, you'll have a great time watching the video and listening to the song, but we're going to listen to it in just a moment. And Peggy, I'm so thankful you joined me again. I'm sorry to hear you're not touring in the U.S. anymore. You know we miss you, but I guess with YouTube, we can connect up anytime we need to. Yeah, well, if you check the website, which is www.peggyseeger.com, you'll see there's been a biography about me. And my memoir is coming out in October, and both of them are or will be available in the United States. Well, that's great. So thanks again for joining us. Keep up the wonderful music and the wonderful energy. And would you please pray for the United States? We need some kind of a miracle going on here, okay? <laughs> we do, too. I'm kind of aware of that, too. <laughs> Okay, Mark, thanks for calling. Thanks, Peggy. So here it is, Peggy Seeger, It's Pete. Thanks again, Peggy, for joining us for Song of the Soul. Okay. A bunch of rocks sitting on a hill Doing what rocks do Sitting still On a stone nearby there's a lanky man With a long-necked banjo in his hand now normally rocks don't do a thing But one by one they begin to sing It's Pete, it's Pete Strumming his banjo, stamping his feet That lanky man comes down your street What do you know you're singing? Now down in the cemetery folks don't move They just lie there in their groove Sitting under a tree, there's a lanky man with a long neck banjo in his hand. Now, normally, dead folks don't say a thing, but ghostly voices begin to sing. It's Pete, it's Pete, strumming his banjo, stamping his feet. That lanky man comes down the street. What do you know? You're singing. There's a place nearby, not far from here, where folks can't talk and folks can't hear. 
Here he comes, that lanky man With a long neck banjo in his hand Like an angel choir Like birds on the wing All these folks begin to sing It's Pete, it's Pete Strumming his banjo, stamping his feet That lanky man comes down your street What do you know? singing together about Pete Seeger. Thanks to Peggy Seeger for joining us to share It's Pete. Her site is PeggySeeger.com. And in addition to that brief visit with Peggy Seeger to remember her brother Pete, we've had her as our guest a few times. Just search on the NordenSpiritRadio.org website. By midsummer 2017, I had a wonderful opportunity to speak with Paul Tinkerhess from Ann Arbor, Michigan, a too-little-known but very gifted musician and crafter of songs. Here's a glimpse of that hour-long program with Paul Tinkerhess from back in July. You probably came of age at a point where coffee houses were still pretty common. Yeah, well, that was one venue for folk musicians, was sometimes you'd get a gig playing at a coffee house, and, you know, if you were lucky, it was one where people were focused on the music. I came to appreciate that pretty early on, that I like songs that have words that are meaningful, so it only felt like it was fulfilling the purpose of my playing if people were listening to the words. I didn't ever really want to be involved in the business of doing background music. I grew up probably the, well, certainly the largest musical influence on me was Pete Seeger. I always just kind of thought that was the ideal model of my place in music, was to be singing songs that had words that oftentimes that people could sing along with. And words that were meaningful in our time to try to help lead us toward a better world. You know, one of the videos that people can find of you out on YouTube, I believe, is, I think it's called The Quaker Waltz. It was a song that you wrote for a dedication of an anniversary or something. Talk about that, if you would. Well, there's not a lot to say except that the Ann Arbor Friends Meeting was approaching its 75th anniversary. And someone asked me to write a song for that event, so I did. I should say there's a line in this. It talks about a wooden sky. And for folks who have not been to the Ann Arbor Friends meeting, the ceiling of the beautiful meeting room is made of natural wood. So that's the wooden sky. Back 
When the world began, a young Eldon Ham, like a ship out of harbor, left all his friends behind, and to better his mind, he set out for an arbor. Eldon had just arrived, 1935. In the autumn semester, when he attended a gathering of friends at the Dunhams, Arthur and Esther. And so we meet again, this family of friends, we gather together, silently we begin. On the spirit, sit still so you hear it. Settle your restless mind, sit in the quiet, the spirit will find us. Love, light us within as we continue to kindle the kindness. This little band would roam from home to home like nomads they wandered. Living rooms grew too small, then even Lane Hall, so a purchase was pondered. Finally a house was bought on a buildable lot on a good half an acre. 25 years between founding and building, but that's pretty quick for a Quaker. And so we meet again, this family of friends, we gather together. Silently we begin, wait on the spirit, sit still so you hear it. Settle your restless mind, sit in the quiet, the spirit will find us. Love, light us within, as we continue to kindle the kindness. Born to a world of woe, to nurture the glow. We take as our mission Slowly the embers wake Our tender hearts ache For creation's condition Guided by inner light We light up the night To banish the blindness May we hold fast to the faith of those and continue to kindle the kindness. And so we meet again, this family of friends. We gather together. Silently we begin. Wait on the spirits, it's still so you hear it. Settle your restless mind. Sit in the quiet, 
the Spirit will find us, love light us within, as we continue to kindle the kindness. Seventy-five years long, our witness lives on, both silent and spoken. Friends have been born and died, tested and tried, but our faith is unbroken. Under this wooden sky, let's you and I, in our hour so fleeting, raise voices and sing. We are the friends of Ann Arbor Friends Meeting. And so we meet again, this family of friends. We gather together, silently we begin. Wait on the spirits, it's still so you hear it. Settle your restless mind, sit in the quiet, the spirit will find us. Love, light us within as we continue to kindle the kindness. Love, light us within as we continue to kindle the kindness. That's Paul Tinkerhess you're listening to for Song of the Soul. Quaker Waltz is what that's called for the 75th anniversary of the founding of Ann Arbor Friends, Michigan, and that's where Paul Tinker Hess lives. But where I spoke to Paul was Niagara University back in July 2017. We're reaching back to last summer for today's Song of the Soul to remember some of the choice moments of the past year, and you'll find them all up on our site, nordenspiritradio.org complete with the links, further information, stations that carry our program, and much, much more. Post a comment when you visit, and click Donate to help us continue this full-time work into our 13th year. Has it really been that long? More importantly, and I hope you take this to heart, always support your local media, especially your local community radio station, unequaled for providing a strong local voice and non-groupthink news and music options. Back now to some more excerpts of Song of the Soul programs from last summer. This next one, I talked to Peter Blood and Annie Patterson, creators of the immensely rich group singing collections Rise Up Singing and Rise Again. I met them in person for a bit of live music and discussion. One of the things I wondered about, you know Lou and Peter Berryman. They have been performing music together forever and a day. They're no longer married. How has your marriage survived doing music together? With difficulty. (laughs) You know, we have a faith community that supports our work. So we have a support committee from our Quaker meeting. And we've had a support committee for many years It changes, you know, the cast of characters changes. But one of the things we always recognize at the beginning of meeting with a new cast of folks in our support group is that we have three ministries that they're supporting. They're supporting our work that we do together with our music that we do together, 
And then our work that we do individually, because Peter leads workshops, I lead workshops on different things. So that is really good for anybody who's doing any kind of work together as a couple to have some kind of support network that you know you can connect with. Where I thought you were going to go with this is that we share a lot of the same values, um, particularly our religious faith as friends. And I think if we didn't have a deep shared belief in God, our marriage probably wouldn't have survived the slings and arrows of bumping heads with each other when we're trying to do work, whether it's on stage or whether it's working on a songbook or something like that. But we do pray together. When we were making Rise Again, we made a really careful discipline of setting aside about a half an hour for prayer and Bible study every morning. It really helped to ground us in our work together. We could talk about this a very long time. You asked a question that we don't get asked very often. It's really hard, and I don't judge any couples for figuring out how they need to find their way. And with Lou and Peter, you know, you know, they figured out something that worked for them, and it wasn't right for them to stay together. That happened fairly early in their career, and they figured that out for them. And I think for us, we're taking it a step at a time, and we've figured out things that help us. How long have you two been married? Well, 34 years and then we were together a, years. a few years before that, doing music together before that. 34 years. Were you married in 1983? Yeah. Which is the first year I came to the FGC gathering. I think that there's something, the stars are telling us something by that <laughs> convergence. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's, it's just a lot of hard work for anybody in any kind of partnership. And when you work together, like for us to do these songbooks together... We work out of our home. Our offices are in our home. Our home is not a big house. And, you know, it takes a lot of discipline and support. You know, I was looking at our music stand here in front of us, and I think we were thinking of singing this particular song in a little bit that had to do with peace in the world. But I have a feeling that planting a garden of love could be also a statement about marriage. Would you like to share that? Why not? Good segue. (laughs) Okay. So this is a Sally Rogers song. Uh, Sally is a pal of ours. She's a phenomenal songwriter, and she's been a folk musician for a long time in the folk music world. And we've put several of her songs in our songbooks, and this one is called Plant Me a Garden. This is an echo song, which means every time she sings a line, you guys can sing along. Are we in tune? All right. Gonna plant me a garden, gonna plant me a garden, gonna make it grow, gonna make it grow, gonna water it well, gonna weed and hoe, gonna plant me a garden, meet the sun above, and the seeds I'll plant, the seeds of love. Let's do that again. Gonna plant me a garden, gonna make it grow, make it grow, gonna water it well. Shore to shore, 
shore to shore. Our sisters and brothers, our sisters and brothers all, around the world, all around the world will harvest fruit, harvest fruit brought by the dove. And in those fruits, all the seeds of love. Gonna plant me garden, plant me garden. Patterson and Peter Blood together. Their communal name is what? RiseUpAndSing.org. That's the website where you're going to find their books and music. The latest book, just a couple years ago, they came out with is called Rise Again, which long anticipated 30 years in the coming. Uh, well, the last a long one. Birth. The the last one came out first in 1988, so 30 years ago, and. 1,200 songs. It took a lot of people some time to learn them all. Hopefully they knew a few. (laughs) But uh, fortunately, there's another book with another 1,200 songs, Rise Again, that you can check out. And that one's from it. And again, it's by Sally Rogers, Planting a Garden of Love. What a wonderful thought. Sally Rogers has been on Song of the Soul before, and you can look forward to more of her. I want to get her on actually sharing with Claudia Schmidt, the two of them, since they often have performed together. They have a wonderful new album that just came out about a year ago called uh, We Are Welcome, and it has wonderful songs affirming. They said they didn't plan it this way. It turned out most of the songs in there are about women emerging from adversity. And there's one song that isn't about that called Willful Ignorance. And they claimed that they wrote this way before the political campaign, but it fits perfectly with things going on in the world right now. In addition to that visit from last July, I'll mention that I have a couple more interviews with Peter and Annie on northernspiritradio.org. They brought so much great music to this world. Now, let's move to August 2017 when I got Bill Miller, three-time Grammy Award winner from eastern Wisconsin on, though he's been down in Nashville for decades. I got him on the phone and invited him to share some of his Songs of the Soul. I had a cousin who played in a polka band, and he played accordion. His name was Lyle Gast, and my dad's sister was married to a Polish man in uh, Nina. And Lyle was an incredible musician, so I got to get into polkas. I loved it. And there's always a music type of going on on the reservation with the powwows and all that going on, the flutes. There's always some music that I've always been able to hear. Maybe I'm a weirdo, but I hear music in the rivers. And I'm not talking I'm a new ager walking around ready to start a cult tomorrow, the Bill Miller cult. Let's all die in a sweat lodge together. No, I'm talking I can hear the rhythm in the bird's wings. I can hear the rhythm over a creek. I can see and feel things that I hear hawks, eagles, loons, coyotes, different animals coming out, dogs barking, birds, the wind, the storms. All that became symphonic to me ever since I can remember. It was all music to my ears. And that the environment I lived in would eventually become cinematic to me and never leave me, whether it was Creedence Clearwater Revival, Johnny Cash, Roy Orbison, or The Wind. It was the same thing to me. Well, then let's share a little bit more of that music as it comes through you. What do you want to share next? Well, I think, Mark, I'd like to share the song Praises, which I wrote in 1993 
actually the year, a few months before my father passed away of alcoholism, and I actually got Warner Brothers to rent a tour bus to go up to Shano, and we picked up the Smoky Town Singers and their family, a drum group from up there. My best friend from high school, Myron Pia Watson, is the lead singer. And he came down with his mom, and they pulled him to the studio. And as far as I know, Nashville, the big-time studios and the Nashville Network filmed it, so I'd like to see the film of it. But they've never had a native group of drummers and traditional singers in Nashville, in the history of Nashville music. I was the first one to do it. And they were freaking out. There were people coming from all over to see these guys, and we, we started to get down. And Myron's mom held me and blessed me, said she missed me, and she prayed a prayer over the land. As she was speaking, Myron started writing it down. He goes, Bill, you want to make a song out of this? I said, what is she saying? There's all these words. And I said, what is she saying? And he told me, and it, it's uh, the people thank you for we have everything we need. We thank you, our Father up above. We feel good in our hearts. We thank you, our Father. We thank you, our Father. We thank you, our Father up above. I said, yeah, let's make that a song. So he took the lyrics of his mom's prayer into the drum, and he started singing, and I was flipping out, and he got it pretty quick, about four or five takes. And he said, do you want to sing over the top of this? I said, yeah. I came up with the A minor chord, and basically you're hearing live again, a live recording, because we didn't want to overdub this at all. The native drum wasn't meant to be put in like a guitar part, so they did their part, and I did my part in a closed-in area so I wouldn't bleed into their drums. But I sang the lyrics, the English version, which was my version, of what they were saying. And it's a prayer song. I sing it every time I play across the United States. There's never been a night where I don't sing praises. And it's from Bill Miller's recording, The Red Road. Here is Praises.
Road by Bill Miller back in 1993. This originates, and I guess it was quite a gift that you brought to Nashville, Bill, as you carried that down there. Have you ever been part of a drum circle? I mean, a group of the men who get together and play the drum and do the singing. Have you you done that on a regular basis ever? Yeah, yeah, I have. 
I had powwows. I used to sit in, and, and even to this day, I love doing it. If I have more time, I'd like to go back into it. But it can be quite complex. It's not as easy as people think. There's certain codes the the singer, the lead singer has. He tells her we're going to go one more round, one more time, stop this time. Or he tells little secret codes, and they, they overlap like they'll sing the lead part. And then the other guys will come in totally imitating that. Then the third time around, it's another vibe. It's complex. It's not as easy as you think at least the guys that I sing with. Now, there's other people that sing a little bit differently, but uh, northern style is the style that, that my tribe and, and the tribe up in uh, the Menominee sing. I talked to Bill Miller for that excerpt in early July 2017, and then I got to see him in person at the end of that month at the annual Great River Folk Festival in La Crosse, Wisconsin. It was a total pleasure. Also, Earlier in 2017, I spoke to Brooklyn, New York resident Jean Rowe, and she shared National Anthem, Arise, Arise. And by August, I did an interview with her and her partner, Liam Robinson, about their new release just before they traveled all the way to my city, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, for a performance. Turns out Liam went to college here. It seemed to me that the title song, Hunger, deserved special attention for this recap in mid-year 2017. Is it true that hunger in some way is kind of complementary or supplementary to National Anthem? I would say so. I They weren't written with that in mind, but I think in the sense that, well, I'll speak for myself and just say that a lot of my writing in recent years has been inspired by really claiming and accepting, I guess, my identity as an American and trying to understand what that means, all of the beauty and pain of that story. So, yeah, National Anthem comes at it from a particular direction. It's, you know, written in an anthemic way, I guess. It's written for people to sing together in groups. And hunger is not written with that same kind of performance in mind. It is, well, you'll hear it. It's a twisting and turning little story and a journey that Liam and I took on together as writers and also in performance as singers. We sing the whole song together as a duet. And I think that's just in some ways a mirror of the, the journey of these characters in the song through as Liam was saying, time and space, time in terms of centuries and geologic time, and also the lifespan of one human being. But it's definitely an American story. So let's listen to Liam Robinson and Jean Rowe as they share their song, Hunger, for Song of the Soul. Written word, but these. 
these awesome peaks are not monument enough for our hungry thoughts. We must raise a stone for each brave act, for each war fought. As if memory's great ship, without these tethered weights, would set adrift. And we wonder if our love would endure this certain This land could withstand the crimson stain of our home. We were dreamers then. We drove across this country with the windows down. We stopped for gas and coffee in these migrant worker towns. Touch those heavy stones and the greatest lakes this ancient earth has known. But these torrent streams cannot cool the burning of our open pores. We must turn our greedy mouths up to the drinking gourd. From sea to thirsty sea, these mighty rivers yearning to be free. Then 
will we move across this thirsty land of trading posts and stop to stretch our tired legs among the hungry ghosts and soar the earth we roam the past will live inside these heavy stones but these pilgrim rocks are not energy enough for our aching hearts we must plant a stone Every soul when it departs Until every shady grove Is a grinding mouth of molar set in rows And we'll wonder How our love endured this certain pain As we are swallowed by the land again What a beautiful song. It is Hunger. It is the title track for the CD just released by Gene Rowe and Lean Robinson. Collectively, they're known as Robinson and Rowe with website robinsonandrowe.com. Find the link on nordenspiritradio.org under Song of the Soul. And that about does it for this revisit to some of the wonderful Song of the Soul programs from the middle of this past year. We've got one more compilation planned for next week when we'll see you again for Song of the Soul. Make it great. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy, let in the light, it will heal you. And you can feel you and sing out a song.